Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. It's something that the world doesn't understand when you say you'd rather walk with Jesus alone and have for a pillow like Jacob a stone. But the secret is that living each moment with his face in view. I, I believe that a, I've thought oftentimes lately that a, a man who puts his confidence in God can accomplish a lot, not because the man is so great, but we serve an awesome and a mighty and a powerful God. Uh, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be converted and sanctified. Um, glad to be at the Father's Day feast meeting. And uh, thinking of that thought, Nehemiah, over in the 8th chapter of Nehemiah, he told all of his workers... He wanted to strengthen and encourage him to keep building on that wall, you know. And Nehemiah and Ezra the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people said unto all the people, This day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet. And send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto your unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry. Why? For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Is your strength. Amen. That's the secret of a sanctified man and woman's life. Is the, the secret that old Nehemiah told those workers to encourage them there when they heard the words of the law. He said, the joy of the Lord shall be your strength. If your confidence... Is centered on God, you can accomplish great things. Right. And um, <clears throat> I don't know if it's because um, it's Father's Day or, or what. Uh, I have certainly thought many times uh, about the importance for each and every individual to make their start for the Lord, to get converted and sanctified. And we see so many who have the opportunity, who turn it away time and time and time again, who have the knowledge even supplied before them who maybe have had parents or associates or loved ones who have showed them the way and who turn it away and it's so unfortunate and um, we uh, we are responsible for our souls one thing we have control of is our eternal destiny as we have often said and we would do well to heed the voice of wisdom that's crying out. In Proverbs 1, you can go and read, and it talks about right. wisdom there, crying. Crying in the, street. crying in the streets. Yeah. Crying out, saying, listen, listen. And there's a lot of noise from the world, and there's a lot of noise from the enemy of your soul that wants to drown out the voice of wisdom that's there crying. Yes. But if I could encourage you tonight to listen to the voice a wisdom that's crying out that's here. And it's not my voice and it's not any of our voices. It's the voice of the very God of the universe who's interested in your soul's eternal destiny. Who, uh, I don't know why he did it all the way that he did. I don't understand uh, sin. I don't understand the fall and why all those things had to happen. But they did. And we were all born in sin and shaping in iniquity. The word tells us we're all hopeless apart from a savior apart from a redeemer and uh comes down through time and god loved us so so very much that though we were sinners it wasn't because we had done anything good it wasn't because we had done anything great to earn or deserve it but just simply because 
of the overwhelming, uncontainable, immeasurable love of God that He reached down and sent His only begotten Son. He came and He walked among us as flesh and blood. He endured the sufferings and trials and travails of mankind and He fought and struggled against, it says He struggled against sin to the shedding of blood, the Word tells us. He did that all because He loved sinful, fallen, lost, uh, <clears throat> unfixable mankind. He did that for us. We have the responsibility then since that in fact is laid before us of what will we do with it? What will we do with the opportunity that is extended to us? The Savior has paid the price. Yes. It is to us to take advantage of it. That's right. And so I think of everyone's individual decision that they have to make. And I started to say, I'm sorry I get so far down the line before I go back to what I started to say, but maybe it's because it's Father's Day or I, I don't know, but I thought that your decision affects others. How, how about that? Yes. Uh, wasn't it Joshua that said, well, he didn't say, um, <clears throat> as for me, I will serve the Lord. Uh, I'm going to serve God. No, he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. <clears throat> That's the call of God <clears throat> is he wants us as men and women, not just to go for ourselves, We have a responsibility to those that we have influence over to get converted and sanctified, to get the Spirit of God, to accept this free gift that's offered to us of a Redeemer, and then to pass it on, to lead a sanctified life in front of others, to influence our children and the young folks and um, our friends' children and everybody that we can just to continue to plant that seed and to influence them. Um, I said that a, um, a man, I believe, that has confidence in God and walks with God can accomplish great things, and I, and I do believe that. I read over in... I've been thinking a lot about the children of Israel, and there's a lot of examples... Uh, in the stories that we have on record of the children of Israel that we should take heed to. And over in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it says, these were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. We would do well to heed to the word of God and what these examples have to tell us. Um, Over in Numbers, I'm going to read in the 13th chapter, if you want to follow along. I want to read in Numbers chapter 13 a little bit. <clears throat> the children of Israel had made their great escape from Egypt. As the brother read, was talking a little bit about there. Pharaoh had done his best to put every obstacle in front of them from making their way out. Boy, doesn't he represent the enemy? Uh, the Pharaoh's there just doing everything he can to stop the children of Israel from getting out of slavery. The devil, you might hear the voice of wisdom calling to you tonight, and I want you to listen to it, but there's another voice that might call you too. The enemy might come and say, don't listen to that. Don't go that way. Think about what you're going to have to give up. Think about 
what you're going to have to deal with when you get home from feast meeting. Or, you know, whatever it is, I want to tell you, there's a voice of wisdom that's going to call you, but there's a voice of the enemy that wants to stop you too, okay? That's right. <clears throat> Who are we going to listen to tonight? <clears throat> now, <clears throat> after they had made their escape, they went out and the time had come and God had made them a promise that they would have a land that they could occupy and they would have houses that they didn't build and they would have vineyards that they didn't plant and God would just take wonderful, wonderful care of them and He gave them all of these promises. And so the time is coming. The time is coming. Well, they're going to be able to make the crossing. To make the crossing. And it says that the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall you send a man, every one a ruler among them. And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran. And all those men were heads of the children of Israel. And he goes through and he names the twelve men that were sent in the following verses. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan. This is verse 17. And said unto them, Get you up this way southward, and go up into the mountain. Get up to a high place where you can look over it. Look over it. And see the land, what it is, and the people that dwelleth therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. And what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad. And what cities they be that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not. And be ye of good courage, and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of sin unto Rehob as men came, as men come to Hamath, and they ascended by the south. And came unto Hebron, where Ahiman, Sheshai, and Talmai, the children of Anak, were. And they came unto the brook of Eskel, and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes. And they bare it between two upon a staff. And they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. One cluster of grapes was so big out of the vineyards that God had promised to those people that it took two men to carry it. Uh, God's promises weren't just sort of fulfilled, you know. I mean, the fruit was the real thing, okay? All you wanted, it was there. And God had promised it to these people. Been promising it to these people from the beginning when he first called Abraham. He said, I'm going to give you the land. All they had to do was walk in the promise. All they had to do was claim it for themselves. The place was called the Brook Eskel because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Yeah. And I would have been, I think I would have been right encouraged to have seen the fruit of the land, of the vineyards that were about to be mine that I didn't plant. All right. So we're working up to a... Uh, what I wish would have been a good ending. And they told him and said, We came into the land where thou sentest us. And surely, 
It floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. We saw it's just like he said it would be. <clears throat> Nevertheless, and the whole story changed right there with that word. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. Oh, boy, now we've got the, I can't do it. I can't make it. I can't help it. The voice in the, of the promise had been telling them, go, I promised you. The leaders and the, all the ones down through time had believed in the promise. And Moses had told them that it was theirs. That's right. God had told them that it was theirs. Now that other voice that I told you about is talking. You ever hear that voice tell you, nevertheless, I can, just can't do it. Just can't make it. Can't do it. Even if I could get sanctified, I can't live holy. I can't do right. And all this the way these people do, I, this just lifestyle is just not, it's just not for me. It's too hard. Yes. But we're talking about things um, that aren't within the realm of what you and I can and can't do. We're talking about the promises of God that we can stand on. And when you stand on the confidence of the promises of God, yes. let me tell you what, you can do it, yes, okay? That's right. Word of God says so. That's right. The people of God have lived it, <clears throat> and it's real and it's true tonight. If you, Uncle Ray used to say, if you want to go to heaven, you can go. If you want to get sanctified, you can get sanctified. If you want to live holy, you can live holy. You want to be happy? You want to have joy? You can have it. It's right here. Step out on the promise and live in the promise. Live in faith. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Man. I've just been on a job sometimes, and, and, and the people say, man, we just can't do it. It's so hot, and I just, I'm tired, and it's negative. And before you know it, it ain't the sun and the lack of hydration and all that stuff. This beach is just all the negativity and the mully grubs, you know? Man, get out of all of that. <clears throat> the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites and a bunch of ites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. Well, they, so there's people in the land. You mean there was houses and there was vineyards and you didn't plant all that? You know, there were people that had done all that work. That you're going to have to get out of the way to claim the promise. So go get it. <clears throat> the Amalekites dwell in the south. Excuse me. <clears throat> and Caleb, still the people before Moses. Caleb stood up in faith and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we're well able to overcome it. <clears throat> Hallelujah. We're full able to possess the land. <clears throat> That's the God that I serve. He backs up his promises. He is faithful despite all the circumstances, despite what the world says, despite what that voice of the enemy says. He's faithful. Yes, he is. But the men that went up with him said we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we and they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel saying the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof and all the people that we saw in it are men of a great stature <clears throat> and there we saw the giants the son of Anak which come of the giants that's right 
And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers.
love that line, journey to a place where there is love on every Amen. hand. Woo! Gracious. We could tell it in word or we can tell it in song. We can tell it in poetry. And Amen. if we didn't tell it, the stones would cry out. You know it? That's right. Woo! The gospel's got to go out. It's yes, got it to go on. <clears throat> okay. Back to the 13th chapter and the last verse of Numbers Chapter 13, there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, that we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. They had measured a lot of things with their eyesight. They had measured a lot and sized up a lot of things and taken account of what they felt like could and could not be done. They had walked by sight and not by faith Uh, there is a difference and in all that measuring that they had done with their eyes what really got measured and sized up in the balance was their faith and it was found lacking it it was found lacking and they entered not in the word tells us in Hebrews because of unbelief that's right So this was a sad time. Let me read a little bit into the 14th chapter. All the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, What an awful statement follows here. Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt. You know the devil, boy, he's a liar. And he'll tell you... (laughs) You tell you, you just been better off just go ahead and die in sin over there in slavery. I mean, don't you remember what it was like over there, people? Or would God we had died in this wilderness? And wherefore hath the Lord brought us into this land? They began to doubt even the very goodness of God. How deceived, how confused, how mixed up that these people were. That's what the devil wants to do to you, okay? Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness, and wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey, were it not better for us to return unto Egypt? And they said one to another, let us make a captain, and let us return unto Egypt. And then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. The ratio here was two spies. These were two of the twelve. So one out of six, I guess you'd say, is the ratio, who didn't go along with the crowd. The majority, who, the majority that's exactly what I had wrong. on my mind. The majority vote was wrong. So you can look with your eyes and get led off the path and lose out on the blessings of God. You can get led by your ears with the people that tell you you can't or you can't or whatever and you can't make it. You can be led astray by that. The majority was wrong. And by and large in the world, we find if you go along with them, you'll end up in the same place that they end up. 
says over in James, the friendship of the world is enmity with God. That's right. Uh, <clears throat> they rent their clothes, this minority that had their confidence in God. They rent their clothes and they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. And the difference in the report that they gave was because in the 8th verse they said, If the Lord delighted us. That was the difference. They were looking at the same exact piece of property. Looking at the same exact vineyards, same same exact giants, same same exact enemies. But they said, if the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord. Listen tonight. Only rebel not against the Lord. He says over another place, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Neither fear ye the people of the land. But they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them. And the Lord is with us. Fear them not. But all the congregation, all them doubters, bade stone them with stones. And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will this people provoke me? And how long will it be ere they believe me for all the signs which I have shown among them. And that's the voice of wisdom again. Going back over to that voice of wisdom is telling to you tonight, how long? How long will you wait? And just like some of them said earlier today, he'll just talk you into tomorrow. And then tomorrow, he's going to talk you into tomorrow again, you know? Don't wait. The promises of God are for the here and now. It says, I got to turn over there because I keep trying to quote it. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as unto them. Talking about the children of Israel over there. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. That made the difference was the faith of the ones that were willing to believe. For we which have believed do enter into rest. Let me back up to the third chapter. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Made all the difference in the world is whether they were willing to trust in God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. For some when they had heard did provoke. Howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, but with whom was he grieved? Forty years. Was it not with them that had sinned whose carcasses had fell in the wilderness? After those doubters won the day back there in Numbers chapter 13, they lost 40 
years, wandering around in the wilderness, not accomplishing a whole lot. And the whole generation of save for Caleb and Joshua, I believe, who had believed. Even Moses, because he had failed to sanctify the Lord at the waters of Meribah, had to die before they went and went into the promised land because of their unbelief. It's what it boils down to tonight. Are you willing to believe? Will you take that step of faith? And, you know... And the devils believe and tremble, the Word tells us, okay? Now, I know you could accept this intellectually as true. Well, I know there's a God, and I believe the Bible's right. And you know what? I think those sanctified people have got something. It's just not for me. No, 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 no. That's the devils. They believe and tremble, okay? But you've got to believe to the saving of your soul. It's a belief where you get invested in it. It's a a belief that's called faith where you're... All into it, and your confidence is in God. Um, I know that's not a real complicated explanation, but that's what it boils down to. They lost 40 years. So, you know, the responsibility that's laid on us to believe, to trust God, to have that confidence, to go forward with Him. You know, and I don't like to play what ifs very much, and I need to wrap up anyway. But what if, just what if, if the day had gone in a different direction back there, you know? What if the majority had won? What if, what if 40 years of claiming the land of Canaan under Moses' leadership could have occurred, you know? What if they could have been that much further ahead in the advance, you know? What if that much more of Canaan could have been done so that when Joshua came along and it was his turn, he could have... Gone even further and gone even further, you know. The decisions that we make, they impact so, so, so much. And we just think it's just, it's just me. I'm just, you know, I'm just, but no man is an island unto himself. All the time that was lost. And, and look around and uh, y'all come from different crowds and we have such good leaders and so many good people that are working for God and trying to accomplish those things. You know, we don't need to waste time. We need to redeem time because the days are evil, the Word tells us. <clears throat> Our life on earth is but a span, the, word, the song says. And so I'll do the best I can is what that Word says. <clears throat> I want to close over in the 10th chapter of 1 Corinthians. <clears throat> Thinking about all these things, let's conclude Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers, and this is Paul talking to the Corinthians, hearkening back to those children of Israel, how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized under Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And, you know, carry that down to you today. There's many of you who have seen many people who have gone before who have walked the way. There are so many. And did all eat the same spiritual meat? And did all drink the same spiritual drink? For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. It was Christ back there and it's Christ today. It's all about Him and that was their strength. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things 
were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters as were some of them as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play just to carry on about and do what they wanted to do and spend time and fun and frolicking and whatever. Who knows? Wasted time is what it was. Whatever it was. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Well, these all sound like really bad things, don't they? Neither murmur ye. Yeah, you know, all these bad things. And don't murmur. This is a word for us, isn't it? Us sanctified people. We could be found sometimes, maybe not building up and edifying, but, you know, we need to support our local crowds. We need to be at our meetings. We need to support our leaders. We need to support the church. We need to promote the body of Christ. And we don't need to murmur. It needs to be positive. It needs to be can-do. Because it's not about the men or the women that are around us ultimately. Again, it all goes back just like the children of Israel. What are you trusting in? We're trusting in God. And if He delights in us, we're full able. So, neither murmur ye. As some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happen unto them for examples. And they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. All of history is pivoting on the moment of decision. That's right. What will you do? All of history pivots with what's being presented to you of the gospel. Right. The ends of the world. <clears throat> Twelfth verse. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, take heed lest he fall. There's a word here again for us sanctified brothers and sisters. We need to walk close to the Lord that we're trusting in. We need to be in the word. We need to be about the work. We need to be in the center of his will. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. I take it from that that you could fall. That's right. Okay? There hath no temptation you taken. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Now you want to hear holiness preached. You read this 13th verse of the 10th chapter of 1 Corinthians. This is holiness, folks. This is real life. This is how you can live it. Right. Here's the secret God is faithful. Yes. He'll take you through whatever. You trust in Him. That's the secret. That's it. (laughs) Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. Well, uh, I'm so thankful for all those things that are there for our admonition. And I'm just... um, Crazy enough to believe, okay, in this God that I serve. And He's full able, and His voice is calling out to you tonight. There's a decision to be made. And I urge you to listen to the voice of wisdom. I ask the prayers of the saints.